Welcome to the Christian Car Guy radio show, the talk show dedicated to helping Christians buy and sell cars by the book, not the blue book, not the orange book, but by God's book, the Bible. Call the Christian Car Guy with your questions, 1-866-34-TRUTH. That's 1-866-348-7884. What does being a Christian have to do with buying a car? You're about to find out. Here's your host, Robbie Dillmore. This is the last Christian Car Guys show this year, and we're hoping it will scare the dickens out of you. <laughs> I'm hoping it'll scare the dickens out of me, for that matter, because in Charles Dickens' masterpiece, A Christmas Carol, there's some phenomenal wisdom that I'd missed really until this Christmas. Christmas wisdom, I may add, that you won't find represented all that well in the movies, but you will find it in the book. Wisdom that is timely for both the Christmas season and the end of the year. And it all starts with a good, healthy scare. <laughs> so to get you in the mood, I want you to listen to old Scrooge as he gets a visit from his partner, Jacob Marley. What do you want with me? Much. Who are you? Ask me who I was. <laughs> You're particular for a ghost. Who are you then? In life, I was your partner, Jacob Marley. Can you sit down? I can. We'll do it then. believe in me. I don't. What evidence would you have of my reality beyond that of your own senses? I don't know. Why do you doubt your senses? Because a little thing affects them, a slight disorder of the stomach. There might be a bit of bad beef, a blot of mustard, a fragment of an underdone potato. <laughs> More of gravy than of grave about you, whatever you are. Humbug, I tell you, humbug! Mercy. Dreadful apparition. Why do you trouble me? Man of the worldly mind, do you believe in me or not? I do, I must. The chain, tell me why. I wear the chain I forged in life. I made it link. By link and yard by yard. Is it pattern strange to you? Or would you know the weight and length of the strong coil you bear yourself? It was as full, as heavy, and as long as this seven Christmas Eve ago. You have labored on it since. It is a ponderous chain. I see no chain. Mine were invisible. Until the day of my death. No doubt. No doubt. Scrooge needed a good scare. You know, the fear of the Lord kind of thing. How much wisdom is that in alone? But watching folks come into dealerships with monstrous chains day after day is hard to take. Yet any salesman with eyes to see can tell you that not a day goes by that they don't see the chains of debt. People who owe $10,000, dollars or even $20,000 more than their car is worth. 
yet they come in every day asking for more. What will it take to scare the dickens out of us? Yes, we're going to talk about those chains today on the Christian Car Guy Show, but more than that, I would love to hear your story of a change of heart. Like Scrooge, when did you get the dickens scared out of you to find that that was just what you needed to get those chains off? Call us with your story, 866-348-7884, 866-34-TRUTH if you're digitally gifted. Like Isaiah 61, Jesus' mission was to bind up the brokenhearted, to set the captives free from chains, perhaps, to open the eyes of the blind. Did you ever notice that young Ebenezer got his heart broken as a child, that his father wouldn't allow him to come home for Christmas with the other children, yet that broken heart was the place that Satan got his foothold on young Ebenezer. And it wasn't until the illumination of the ghost of Christmas passed that helped him to see where the chain was set. How did you break your chains? When did the illumination of the Holy Spirit help you to see your past in a new light? When did you get the dickens scared out of you? 866-348-7884, 866-34-TRUTH. And we, uh, today being December 27th, the ghost of Christmas past has another place in our hearts on this show, as this is the one-year anniversary of young Rob's young short visit here on a Christian Car Guy show as he went to be with the Lord just 11 days after his visit with us last year. And we have our dear, dear brother, Bob um, Young, his father here with us today. Bob, it, the ghost of Christmas past has been kind of tough this year. It has, but uh, I think back on last year, I was laying at home on the couch, tuned in on the radio, and just how proud I was, uh, how pleased I was with my son for being here on the show to take my place in my sick, during my sickness. And it was just an awesome, awesome, awesome day because it reminded me of my life. Uh, you know, Rob had done some things in the past that, that had really upset me and, and you know, just caused a lot of, you know, a lot of trouble between he and I and for himself. And it just uh, was so great to hear his voice on the radio that day. And I was pretty sure that you was never going to have me back on the show because <laughs> he did a great job. He spoke so knowledgeably about the cars and, and uh, he just did such a wonderful job. And it just brought back, you know, how proud my dad was when I turned my life around and, uh, you know, because there were times that he would run into people and they'd say, oh, I saw Bob. And he'd be like, oh, Lord, what's he done now? You know, and I'd experienced some of that. But the true joy I had from my son being on your radio show and doing such a fine job last year is just an awesome memory for me. Well, let's listen in on a precious two minutes of Rob Young. And when I look at my young Christian junkyard guy, Rob Young, he wows me. Because I know how God's worked in his life. And if you take a minute, it's all about all we got, Rob, and share how God's, what God's been doing in your life. Well, um, I would say the other day I was uh, hauling a car down 421 South. And um, the truck I was in started, um, the turbo went bad in it. So here I am, broke down on the side of the road. I just picked up my first car. There was a lot of uh, people waiting on me to get where I was going. And my trucks broke down. There's clouds of smoke, too fire engines are out there and um and 
and it's just this really big scene and really it reminded me of my life before my coming to Christ how, how big of a wreck everything was and I never really was able to accept God's will for my life but once I, I, I came to know Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior uh, and, and accepted God's will for my life um, I, I, I have been uh, blessed with, with knowledge, you know, being able to acknowledge these beautiful things and, uh, and the, the trees are clapping and the, the mountains are singing. That is for sure. Yeah, it's just like that in our own life. As, as Jesus is put in there as the capstone, we begin to see things that just had, we'd missed it before. We'd missed it before. Like as I was at that funeral of the, of the um, missionary this week and I could hear the stories and here, that somebody played the shofar, and it just wowed me on what God had done with her life. That I I would have missed it if the capstone hadn't been in place and the trees hadn't started clapping their hands. <laughs> Sometimes you know it takes a, a clapping tree to get us to uh, to realize what we're missing out on. You know. So yesterday, last night, about four thirty, I get a text from my good buddy Bob at one o nine that he had come down with the weather. What I consider. His son, I was so thrilled to have my new young Christian junkyard guy with me here today. Rob, I am so grateful for you being here with us today. I really, really am. I'm really grateful for the opportunity. Thanks for having me, Robbie. That was an amazing time, Bob, no doubt. And Very proud moment for me, brother. As we think about how God gave him eyes to see, um, and we think about the chains being broken that we're going to talk about people getting scared, Rob got scared pretty good those last few months of his life, but he wrote an amazing song that showed clearly what he could see um, on the highway. God's Highway is uh, it's a song he wrote. Uh, we took part of that song, and um, it, the whole song itself is actually several pages, and uh, it was too long to put into a, to a song, uh, but we actually abbreviated it a little bit and worked with it some. And uh, I, at some point, I want to have somebody, you know, a, a musician actually work with it and everything and see if we can get it, you know, to music and, and maybe put out. Because it's obvious what God had done in his life, yes, where sir. his eyes got opened, his chains were broken off. Yes, and sir. we would love to hear your story today. When did you get the Dickens scared out of you? 866-348-7884. We need your story. We're going to talk about the chains of debt when we come back. Your chains are gone. When did you have the Dickens scared out of you? <laughs> what was it that had you bound in chains and God took you with perhaps something similar to the ghost of Christmas past to show you 
where you had gotten locked into an old wound, where you had gotten locked into chains and now found yourself in the slavery to some addiction, or specifically, obviously, today on the Christian Car Guy Show, we're talking about the slavery of debt, especially car debt, and we'll get into that in a minute, but we want to uh, certainly give you an opportunity to share your chains, 866-348-7884, 866-34-TRUTH, and Right as we were finishing up that segment, we were talking about Rob Young and his visit with us exactly a year ago right now, and his chains had been gone, and he'd been set free uh, after quite a scare, and he did, he he wrote this song, Bob, and you've got, you've got it up there for you, now we can share it? Uh, the song that we were playing when we came in uh, off of the break there, The Chains Are Gone, that just really... They've sang that song a couple of times since his funeral, and I've come completely unglued, and uh, this time I was able to hear that part. But the song Rob wrote, was uh, he entitled it God's Highway, and this is not the entire song. This was intended to be uh, the chorus of a song, but it's an excerpt that really, really hits the, hits the home run for me. I know not what tomorrow brings, but, O oh Lord, I will trust in thee. Away from the devil's hand lead me, a sinful life I've lived indeed. I miss the ones that I've done wrong, but now I sing a different song. My broken life to be rebuilt, now to be rebuilt, no more living in shame and guilt. All my needs now will be met, the pain I never will forget. He opened my eyes, I can see today, I'm moving along down God's highway. And um, that song appears um, on a shirt we made with some pictures of me and Rob from the racetrack and different things we did together. And the song's on the back of that. And uh, it's on the uh, on his tombstone that uh, we recently got placed. And um, the other night, Christmas night, his mother and I got together and and uh, some family members, and we went up, and uh, his mother had the idea of placing luminaries. And uh, when she had said luminaries, I wasn't sure if it was the ones you fly in the air. or. But we got there, and she had started placing the bags with the candles in them around in the shape of a heart. And uh, I've got that picture on the way up here right now. I'll get it to you, and maybe we can get it on the website. And uh, I'm sure it'll be on the 109 website. But... Uh, you know, Christmas was really, really, really different this year. Not many people know the whole story. I lost my mother the day after Christmas in uh, 93. Uh, I lost my dad a month before Christmas in 2011. And I lost my son two weeks after Christmas last year. So the night of the Christmas play at church this year, I was sitting in there and I was just determined that I'm supposed to have a really bad Christmas, and and this is the way it's going to be. I'm going to have a bad Christmas because all this loss I've experienced at Christmas time. And while the kids were up there on the stage and the music was going and the bells and the choirs, and right at that time, God decided to smack me right in the head and say, this should be your most joyous Christmas ever, Bob. And I'm like, seriously? I'm trying to have a, I'm trying to have a bad moment here. Uh, can I not have a bad moment in private? And uh, and he just thumped me and said, you know, without Christmas, your promise of seeing these folks again and spending time with your son and your 
parents and, and, and all that is null and void. You know, because of this moment right here, when you think you're having your worst time ever, it should be your most joyous time. And I've got through Christmas this year. I'm not going to say it's it's been ex, it it's been a lot easier than I ever expected it. I just expected so much pain and tears and and feeling bad and but I've got some great friends. I've got an awesome 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 wife and I've got an awesome God that's carried me right through this. And uh, I got a text the other day from Rob's grandma and um she's like uh Something said something about a sad time for everybody. I say, yeah, maybe for us, but Christmas with Jesus, how awesome is that, you know? So, you know, if we're going to believe, we got to believe it all the way. And and it's not just in convenient times, you know. Um, I was going to be sad at the Christmas play that night, and it just – I got another direction, and I followed that direction, and it's carried me through even now. I mean, even hearing the song that played at his funeral, sitting in here, hearing his voice while I go, wow, that's, that is just so awesome. And, uh, you know, I had remembered parts of the testimony, but the part about the truck and the turbo <laughs> and the smoke rolling and the fire engines and everything, who in their life has not had fire engines and smoke rolling and, and you know, bad times, but you know, that's just way life is. It's not a sack of roses that were promised, you know, and, uh, that boy just really touched my heart right there again. Uh, yeah. And speaking of the website, we will get that picture up there. Um, as well as the soundbite that we played of, of Rob here on the show last year and the website, we also have a wonderful article, um, on the Christmas Carol, and I, I took a lot of time, Bob, to create pictures of the car of Christmas past, the car of Christmas present, and the car of Christmas future. And I, you know, to entice you to go to ChristianCarGuy.com, I'm going to describe those. The car of Christmas past, I chose the Tucker because the Tucker had that headlight, you know, that was in the middle that you could kind of shine. Well, if you remember, the Ghost of Christmas Past had that torch coming out of his head, and for the Christmas present. I used a Lamborghini with the lamb roasting over the engine because, you know, the ghost of Christmas present is all about the feast that we're all going to share with the king. I'll share what the ghost of Christmas future is going to be, but I'm telling you, the Lamborghini was a big hit, always. You know, <laughs> We'll be back with so much more Christian Car Guy Show coming up. As we were mentioning at the website, if you go to ChristianCarGuy.com, you're going to see the <laughs> the picture that Bob mentioned a moment ago. We're actually posting it as we speak. We have an intern up there posting the website with that picture of the luminaries on young Rob's grave, but also the article on is car debt scaring the dickens out of you? And we have the pictures that I <laughs> spent a lot of time on to create the ghost of the car of Christmas past, as we talked about, like the 
Ghost of Christmas Past has that light coming out the front. We use the tucker. And then for the uh, Ghost of Christmas Present, we had the Lamborghini with the lamb roasting over the engine. You have to see that picture. It's one of the Christian Car Guy classics, which has to do with the feast that we're all going to join in. And and I'll sh- I'll save the Ghost of Christmas future for you here in a minute. But all too often, we find the links of the chains we have forged in our own lives to hold us captive. It's It's called a bitter root. I don't know if you've ever heard that said, but... There's bitter root agreements that we literally make with Satan in our past. Something happens that wounds us, like Scrooge's father leaving him at school during the holidays, and we make a vow and an agreement. We make that agreement sometimes with Satan himself that I don't need anyone. I can make it on my phone, on my own. I'll be just fine. And ba-bam, unbeknownst to us, Satan clamps that chain down on your ankle, and he's got you. Oh, so you can do it all on your own. Well, there you've made this vow that you're going to do it on your own. And quite often you find yourself going back there. And anybody knows that Satan loves to call out the herd. So we have no idea how to deal with a wounding at the age that it happens and no way to see the trap that was set for our young hearts. But just as Scrooge clearly vowed to go it alone, I found myself there too. But note the amazing light on the front of the tucker also found from the head of the first ghost of Christmas past Jesus knows when and where you personally, where you forged that chain that's now binding you. And this year, this past year, Jesus and I had an amazing time searching around with his light to find some of the childhood vows I made. And by asking Jesus and the Holy Ghost to search those wounds and look for them, when you break that first link off the chain, guess what? The whole chain falls off. And... (laughs) Because it was that first vow that you made when you when you break that bitter root agreement, you asked for Jesus' blood, you get that deep cleansing that comes from Christ's forgiveness, that's where it happens. And that's where it is with car debt or any addiction is an attempt is an attempt that we have to replace God's comfort with false comforters. So God wants to open our eyes to see the chains. See what what Chickens showed here with these chains was more than phenomenal. But often, he asks us, just scare the dickens out of you. <laughs> now that, that, that God opened Scrooge's eyes with the ghost of Christmas past in so many ways, and God has opened our eyes, he delights in showing us, like the ghost of Christmas present, he delights in showing us his rich, rich blessings. He has every intention of you eating at his, his table for eternity, Bob. You're going to eat with your your son and your mother and your father and the grandparents and all these people, including Charles Dickens himself, which I'm going to sit there and say, Charles, man, you were the bomb. (laughs) You had it going on. And the ghost of Christmas present has got a torch. If you've ever, if you read the book, he's got a torch that's not in all the movies, but he does in the book. And it comes with some incense that sprinkled out when he comes across a scene where people are starting to argue or whatever. He sprinkles a little incense on them. And, and you know that Jesus is the light of the world. And so these imageries that, that Charles Dickens is using with the light, he's very clearly pointing. If you read the book, you can see clearly what he's pointing to is the light that Christ brings in our hearts. And now as he, he takes his spirit, he takes Scrooge around, and he shows him, interestingly, fellowship all over the place. He takes him to church to see the fellowship at church. He takes him to the families. Obviously, you know the one about Bob Cratchit. But he takes him to other families. He even takes him to ships out on the sea 
where the sailors are celebrating Christmas, and he takes them out to a lighthouse, which I find is fascinating. That out in this lighthouse are these two men, and there they are, just the two of them, and where two or more are gathered, guess who was there amongst them? Scrooge and the ghost of Christmas present, and they were sprinkling a little incense on them. But see, the very fellowship Scrooge sees in this life we long for if we come into a new car. <laughs> it, I mean, it just doesn't, you see a new car, we think it's going to buy all this stuff, and, and, it, and it may be something you need. I'm not saying that necessarily, but many, many times people buy things as a comfort, and it comes with its own chain, and that chain is debt. And wow, we see that. And, and the difference is if you don't have the stress that comes with those chains that we may have spent at Christmas or these chains that we spent on a new car or whatever we spent, that takes away the sweet, sweet aroma of having all the joy that you could have as you're sitting around the table. And if you look at the, at the movie or you look at the book, remember Scrooge's nephew, Freddie? Now, Freddie had some amazing grace. He took a serious uh, beating from Scrooge verbally when he tried to give him some Christmas, you know, before he was visited by the ghosts. But Freddie just just kept his grace. He kept Scrooge was his favorite. And despite the fact that Scrooge didn't deserve to be his favorite, it didn't change Freddie's approach towards Scrooge. He still loved him. He kept telling him to come to Christmas dinner. And there you see is this picture of grace. And so where does the ghost of Christmas present take Scrooge? He takes him back to Freddy's house to see the party. And Scrooge can get downwind of himself for a second. And that's one of the biggest presents that the ghost of present Christmas present gave Scrooge was he took him downwind of himself for a minute so he could smell what that really smelled like. And not the sweet incense that was coming out of the torch, but what he'd actually said about you know, why don't they die and decrease the surplus population? All those things that goes to Christmas present referred back to Scrooge to give him a picture of what it was that he was missing out on and to give him a picture of himself. Well, what a present it would be, Bob, this Christmas season, as we go between Christmas and New Year's, to ask God to give us a picture of what it would be like to actually be downwind of ourselves. <laughs> what it would it be like? What, what, what would that smell like would it smell like the incense that was coming from that torch or would it smell similar to what scrooge was leaving behind us because once we've broken some of the chains that jesus has come to release us from then we can begin to see with eyes as part of isaiah 61 he's going to bind up the brokenhearted like he did with scrooge in the christmas past and then he's going to open the eyes of the blind well the christmas present guy he was opening the eyes of Scrooge to see what it was really all about. But actually, one of the coolest things about the Dickens thing that just thrills my heart, Bob, is the ghost of Christmas future. And of course, you know, we've got a picture of a very cool Mazda. If you go to ChristianCarGuy.com, I have all this written out. And there's a picture of this car of Christmas future, which is this Mazda Speed, which is out of this world cool. I'm very excited about these tires. I mean, these new tires that they're talking about, they, they don't have wheels. They're actually part of a whole ascent. It's so cool. But what we see in the ghost and what Charles Dickens gave us in this picture is an opportunity, and he used it so clearly with the Grim Reaper illustration, is that you are going to reap what it is that you sow. And Scrooge got an opportunity to see what, 
the harvest was going to be that he was going to reap if he continued to sow the seeds that he was sowing. And I was telling you, Bob, just before the show, what a Christmas present it would be between now and the end of the year for all of us to have an opportunity for God to show us, to ask Jesus, show me what that that I'm sowing. I've spent all this time and energy over here sowing these seeds. What's that gonna what 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 kind of harvest is that gonna make over there? Or when I'm spending time doing this, you know, sitting there wasting time doing that, what is that what is the harvest that's gonna come? Lord, show me. If I continue to sow these seeds, what in the world will be the harvest? Well, it's pretty <clears throat> it's pretty amazing what I was speaking about before, uh about being at the church the other night during the Christmas play and how I had the epiphany about being joyous. I had not bought the first Christmas present at that time. And that was a couple of weeks ago. Really? At that time I had not bought the first Christmas present. I was kind of wallering in my Ebenezer ship there. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and I was, you know, I just hadn't got it. I, I just, it, it hadn't hit me yet. It just, it hadn't been, you know, there was something missing. And, uh, and that night, you know, just the big epiphany that, you know, I really get to be extra joyous this year instead of super sad as, as sometimes I want to be. And we would love to hear your story. This is a live show today. By all means, you call us with yours. We would love to hear it. What's touched your heart? You call us 866-348-7884. We need to take your calls when we come back because we want to hear your getting the dick and scared out of your story. fellowship that's just it's a taste of heaven and my producer johnny angel found that music for me today i was so blessed it's actually from the movie home alone (laughs) as he as he pointed out the music is absolutely glorious as the feeling that we don't want to spend christmas alone that's about the last thing we were meant to spend it in fellowship in fellowship with everybody well i'm so thankful that we have some callers calling in with their story and we've got Carol is in Raleigh this morning. Carol, you're on the Christian Car Guy show. We would love to hear your story. Uh, yes, thank you for uh, having me. Uh, I was being blessed listening to your program this morning, and you would ask before the commercial break about maybe something that touched our hearts. And um, I, too, had suffered a loss around Christmas. Although my mom didn't die Christmas Day, we had gotten the news that she wasn't going to make it. She, even though she died that week. And I just remember being so brokenhearted. I just adored my mother, and 
just really just sobbing and my heart breaking and and one of my adult children said to me, Mom, you have to look at it as if we're all missionaries. Grandmom's gone home to home base, and you're still on the mission field. And for some reason, the Lord just used that in my life to just change my perspective. It touched my heart from the Holy Spirit and just, you know, really was a great healing for me and just put my, gave me the mind of Christ concerning uh, the great loss that I had. I want to thank. I want to thank you for the call because if anybody knows that feeling, uh, I've experienced it and uh, repeatedly. But you know, we lose our mothers. That's tough. That is just so tough. And uh, but we can deal with loss and we can deal with anything if we'll just you know keep our heart open and. Uh, and and just try to do it in the most Christ-like way we possibly can, you know. And there is a silver lining to every cloud out there. Carol, God bless you. And I I thought how appropriate that Carol we had our Christmas Carol. That's very cool. God bless you. As Tiny would Tim would say, everyone, thank you so much. Bye bye. Thank you. Bye bye. Thanks for the call. And we got Leroy. Leroy, you're on the Christian Car Guy Show. Good morning. Good morning. Tell us your verses to apply to road um, rage. I'm I'm excited about this. Um, in the book of Ecclesiastes, in chapter seven, verse twenty-one and twenty-two, it talks about uh, if I I don't I have not read that in the last few days, so I uh, I may be need to be corrected especially. But what it ends up saying, do not curse the king, because the chances are uh, that you have done the same thing. But when you apply that to road road, uh, road, uh, road uh, rage, when you go down the road and somebody cuts you off or somebody pulls out in front of you or whatever, the chances are very good that you have done the same thing. And if you apply that to ourselves, it will... It might not cure, uh, stop all the road rage, but it will stop some. Now, Leroy, I'm gl- I'm I'm hoping my daughter is not listening. <laughs> uh, <laughs> she's going to be looking up Ecclesiastes, and she's going to post that on my um on my steering wheel. <laughs> <laughs> but it it will work. I tell you, I mean I, it. Uh, when I read that and applied it to me, uh, I ever when people do some of those kind of things, I just say, "Well, I've done the same thing," and just keep going. So, and Ecclesiastes, uh, did you say four? Ecclesiastes seven verses twenty-one and twenty-two. All right, I wrote that down. Now, years ago, I did a contest called uh, uh, the most Christ-like accessory, and it was actually this time of year we did it, and I had people call in with their idea for the most Christ-like car accessory ever. And the winner, I'll never, ever forget, and we're still trying to make it here, 
is the rebuke yourself horn. <laughs> and so when, when, you, when you hit the horn, you know, it quotes out Bible verses. Well, now I know we got Ecclesiastes 7. <laughs> when, we get, when we get the rebuke yourself horn going, Leroy, we're going to do Ecclesiastes 7 for sure. <laughs> Okay. Uh, very good. Uh, I hope that will help someone down the road because it has helped me uh, uh, in there. But make sure that you read the verse first because uh, uh, I read it quite often, but I, you don't remember it when you're, you know, word to word when you're quoting it sometimes. But, There's nothing uh, like putting that stuff down in your heart, and you can't read something like that too much. Leroy, I couldn't agree with you more. <laughs> because the more you, you read it, the more it gets down in there. And then the Holy Spirit uses you, doesn't it, Bob, to slap you upside the head? Right upside the head. <laughs> yes, sir. Often. <laughs> Thank you, Leroy. God bless you. I appreciate you calling okay. in this morning. All That's right. Awesome. Thank you. I enjoy listening to you when I get to. Oh, thank you so much. Sometimes, sometimes it's hard to have gratitude for the attitude adjustments we have. <laughs> Well, I, I just would like to go uh, say, you know, we, I had a real treat. I, I I started reading A Christmas Carol about 4.30 Christmas morning. I got up really, really early, and it, the book is, it's you can read it in a couple hours. And it was one of my Christmas presents this year was actually to, and it's free, by the way. If you have a Kindle or a phone that has, Kindle's free. If you don't have that app, you can put it. But you can go to the Kindle store, and because old books like that are eminent domain, it's free. You can download it and have the original Christmas Carol for absolute free. And so this is Robbie's Christmas present to anybody that wants it. Wow. You just go to the Kindle store and go a Christmas Carol. Now, if you get the illustrated one, it might cost 99 cents. But the original version, the one I got without pictures, Bob, <laughs> absolutely free on your Kindle app on your phone. And so what a, what a, what a treasure. I mean, absolute treasure that book is. And there is reference made to the three kings being similar to the three wise men in the book that, you know, that they were following, looking for the star that was the reason for Christmas. And one of the quotes that I actually tweeted out later on, if you, which, by the way, you can find me on Twitter at Christian Carguy, is when Scrooge was being accosted by the ghost of Christmas present, I mean, of future, he, he was screaming literally that he needed his own salvation and it occurred to me that really what we see here in the book was scrooge's conversion his his heart being changed and him coming to christ is actually a picture of what really is happening and it really amazed me that uh, it just really laid on me this year about you know the wise men were contacted by the angels and the shepherds were contacted by the angels. I mean, that's the whole spectrum. You know, that's the, the yeah, elite, the, <laughs> the elite, and then, you know. The poorly, yeah. yeah so it was just, there you go. Well, this is a great time to do some reflecting this year. So remember, slow down. Jesus walked everywhere and went and got all done in 33 years. But send some time reflecting before the end of the year. What bitter seeds are you sowing? Ask God to show us the chains that we've been forging. Ask Jesus to point to that first link. He wants to set you free in 2015. Thank you for listening, and God bless us, everyone. Great to be here today, brother. <laughs> Thank you.